Hey, Aaron, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's that? Uh, who would you say is your favorite DC female superhero who also happens to have an invisible jet? Wow. Uh, well, she would definitely have to be from the Amazon, and I would want her to be the leader of the Amazon. So if you were, she would be an Amazon Prime. So I would have to say Wonder Woman would be my favorite. Amazon Prime, Aaron. That's amazing that you just happened to drop that reference. It's that's incredible. And uh, because Cinema Geekly has, has sold out to Amazon, as a matter of fact. What you say? Yeah, that's true. Amazon Prime. Yeah, we're old school Amazon backers. Amazon Prime, they've got a sweet deal going on with us, specifically, right now, and you don't actually have to spend anything, and you can help us out. There's a banner on top of cinemageekly.com. You click it. It takes you to where you can start a free trial for one month with Amazon Prime. If you sign up for that, Amazon sends us money. How cool is that? They send us money to help with our, uh, our server costs and uh, bandwidth and all of that internet bullshit. And it doesn't cost you anything to do the free trial. You get it for a month if you love it. Spend 79 bucks and enjoy it for a year because I... I am never not subscribing again to Amazon Prime just because it has literally been that helpful. We buy a lot of stuff from Amazon, and I like watching television. So take money away from a giant corporation. Right. time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 54. I'm Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron DeLosa. I'm Glenn Beauvais. Thanks for checking us out on CinemaGeekly.com. Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and Tumblr is our uh, social media hub. You can check uh, all of those out at Cinema Geekly. Uh, it's the end of the year episode. I think this is the second one we've done, I want to say. I can't remember if we did one the first year. I think we did, but... Memory does not serve me well. Uh, but this is usually where we uh, rant and rave about our uh, our favorites and least favorite films of the year. And uh, do you guys have all of your lists prepared? Yes. Christ, yeah. yes. <laughs> How many of you guys have honorable mentions? Because I didn't really put any honorable mentions in. I didn't. You said keep it the three. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll keep it the three. Aaron, did you, uh, did you heed... Did you heed the instructions, or uh, it, did you color outside the lines? I, I went a little outside the lines. I, uh, I have a couple of extra movies that I thought were the best, and only one uh, that that is on the opposite end of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was waiting for you to be like, I have a top 30 <laughs> movies that I thought were terrible this year. Everything I saw this year was complete shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to movies? Right, yeah. Oh, these franchises and reboots, I just want a good old-fashioned original movie like, you know, Great Gatsby. The Escape Plan where Schwarzenegger and Stallone, something like that. And let me tell you guys, <laughs> movies were way better when they used puppets and not those computer things. I thought those puppet things were real. Nowadays, everything looks like it's made in a computer. Fuck that. Movies were way better in the 80s. Uh, there was a... It show a lot more boobs in the 80s, so I mean, that's definitely a plus. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and if and that three boobs. and if that surly mm. moviegoer had made that made that mention, I would have agreed with him on that point. <laughs> uh, but that's all I fucking hear is uh, those uh, those old Star Wars movies look more real to them than the movies with CG in them. That, that was uh, the thing I've I've always heard. I, I will probably continue to hear. Uh, never mind the fact that there you know were 
there was computer shit in some of those movies as well. And but... the, the puppets had way more emotion than Hayden Christensen ever put on. The oh screen. well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can't really argue that sort of thing. That's I mean, a... it's Frank Oz. He he can he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, they should have just uh, they should have just put old Frank's hand up uh, Hayden's butthole and just had him operate <laughs> Hayden Christensen. I think that's that how they hazed him. Uh, <laughs> Second unit <director. laughs> for episode two. Just got a hand just right up his butthole. Because nobody's eyebrows are really that far out from their forehead. I think that's where Frank's, the tip of his fingers, were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was just right in Hayden's stupid face. <laughs> uh, so right after the last podcast, uh, BBC provided us all sorts of goodness throughout the, uh, the holiday season. Not the least of which was uh, an unexpected mini-episode for Sherlock called uh, Many Happy Returns. Did you guys check this out? This was great. Yeah, loved it. Glenn, tell me you saw it. I know you're a big Sherlock fan. I, it was one of those things that I just kept saying I was going to watch it, and then you I never, never did. got around to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like you missed. It's not like you missed anything. It's it's a it's way different than uh, the mini so they did for the Doctor Who anniversary, where there was actually kind of a big thing that happened in that mini episode. This was just sort of. Uh, it was it was about six minutes or so, and I think it just centered around. Uh, all of these rumors uh, of this uh, this guy who's convinced uh, Sherlock was was in fact coming back, and uh, he had gathered all of these these news items right. uh, from around the world that seemed to indicate that Sherlock was at these places and involved in these situations because only he could have been involved in uh, you know whatever these uh, shenanigans were. Uh, so I, I think it's supposed to serve as at least a, a partial revealing of the story of, you know, what happened to Sherlock after the, uh, the Reichenbach fall episode. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, there wasn't really, uh, any, uh, any Cumberbatch in it per se, but there was, a uh, some Martin, I mean, well, he, he appeared via videotape, I guess. Uh, and Martin Freeman was, uh, was, you know, Martin Freeman. It was, it was pretty good. It was, it was a nice little, uh, a nice little tease. Very good little tease. Yeah. We were only a couple of days away. Uh, okay, well, not us. From uh, the BBC the UK, era, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and because of the the cruel, cruel deal they have with PBS Masterpiece here in the United States, it won't be airing in the states uh, officially until the 18th. Uh, but I, I have a feeling that there are going to be a f- one or two people who probably are not going to be able to wait that long. I have a feeling uh, there's one or one or two people on this podcast that won't be able to wait. I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about at all. Zach. Um, speaking of which, the Doctor Who, uh, Christmas special, the, the time of the Doctor, Matt Smith's final episode aired. And, and of course it did air earlier in the UK and did not air in, on a BBC America until, uh, <laughs> nine o'clock at night. Although, uh, it sounds like you, sir, got to watch it as it, as it was happening somehow. I don't know if you, uh, caught not, not a, quite, caught not a red quite eye as it was in. happening, maybe just a little bit after, but it was definitely, uh allegedly before uh, the people in America got to see it on BBC America allegedly <laughs> allegedly <laughs> uh, so so thoughts and thoughts and feelings on the episode i liked it i mean it, uh, the the send off that matt smith got like it, it was great i mean you know it was grand i mean on scale the, the you know the scope of the story you know was very fitting uh you know yeah. for him kind of going out with like you know the same kind of Swagger he came in with, like you know, in the, in the attracts the episode when he told them just to run. I mean, it, it was all that 
that same flavor. Uh, but it really it kind of made you sad just a little bit just for David Tennant's goodbye because his granted he got to go and see all his former companions and say goodbye to them each individual right. ways, but it just it didn't feel as big as what uh, Matt Smith's goodbye was. And not that Matt Smith didn't deserve it because you know he did. He's done great things with it. Uh, so yeah, I, I can't complain. Of Peter, uh, Peter Capaldi. I mean, just in the little snippet we saw him, you know, just. The juices are flowing. I'm I'm ready to get this fucker going. Let, let's see what he's got. Yeah, he was great. Um, I you and know, a Scottish accent too on that one. Not indeed, yeah, yeah. He was not doing an English accent for sure. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the thing with me on that, I, uh, at least for me, I, I agree. I thought it was they did it. They did it a much broader scale for yeah. his goodbye. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because Tenant was the the first one I kind of attached to. It didn't have the. I mean, there was an emotional punch there, but it didn't feel like as strong as an of an emotional punch as the David Tennant one did. No. Uh, I think probably because they did that big regeneration scene first when the Time Lords kind of, you know, cheated their rules or whatever and gave them a fresh a set fresh of 12. regenerations. And then they yeah. kind of, they kind of did, you know, literally they said, we're hitting a reset button. The doctor said, we're hitting a reset button real quick. And then did a, you know, a, a kind of a second regeneration, like a, a mini regeneration into his his new form or whatever uh that's where they kind of hit you with the that's where they kind of punched you in the in the balls with the with the emotion in that scene um on goodbye too yeah 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 that was uh that was all great um there there are of course because with anything that has a large fan following there are some detractors i'm curious to get your thoughts real quick on uh how you uh what your feelings are and how they wrapped up all of those big questions from uh, earlier in Matt Smith's run, because a lot of people seemed like uh, they either felt like it was rushed, like they just explained it real quick, like five seconds and all those questions you want to know, here's the answer real quick. And then uh, a lot of people also felt kind of underwhelmed by it all, maybe because it was so rushed. Um, any any thoughts or feelings on that? Um, I, I don't really think it was rushed. I mean, like, you know, with the Time Lords really being the ones behind the crack and then, you know, the silence actually being uh, priests. I mean, you know, all that stuff, like, it, it was a good chunk into the episode. So, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like first uh, first act. I mean, they're punching you on the face with it. I mean, you know, th- they said in the teasers build of the episode, all your questions were going to be answered. It was only an hour long. So, I mean, you know, what the fuck do these people want? Like, you're going to get them right. all you're, – you're getting all your questions answered. It's not going to be another, you know, right, right. season to explain everything. You know, I, I thought that the pacing was fine. Uh, you know uh, – I could see how people could complain how it was kind of rushed a little bit, uh, just like it really dictate like the entire last third act to the doctor growing old, uh, you know, in Christmas and then, you know, the actual regeneration and all that. But I mean, I, you know, I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. I mean, I can see where the, I don't really have a problem with it either. Doctor Who's kind of a show where I like to turn my brain off anyway. Right. And because the show can easily contradict itself a bunch of times, given its premise. Um, wibbly wobbly, man. Just yeah, gotta roll for, it. <laughs> I mean, for oh, for real, yeah. But the, uh, yeah, I mean, so it didn't really bother me, but I could see where it would definitely bother some people, especially people who've been, you know, thinking there's this great big answer to some of these questions. And in a lot of cases, the answer was, uh, oh, well, this side group went back in time and tried to stop you, and they're also responsible for your TARDIS exploding. Okay, moving on. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Like, I think people thought there was going to be some bigger overarching, uh, explanation or some big complicated answer to all of it or something. And it really wasn't, none of that stuff was particularly central to the, to the main storyline. And I think 
maybe that's where people got upset. Like they were expecting the show to revolve around the answers to those questions, and they, you know, it, re- it really wasn't revolving around that at all. Um, no. Didn't didn't bother me, but I could see how it could bother people because that sort of thing tends to bother people from time to time. Yeah, they're just being whiny assholes. Uh, so who po- who posted this Michael Shannon thing up on the Facebook page? Glenn, was this you, sir? Yeah, it was me. This is incredible. Aaron, did you watch this thing? No, what Michael Shannon thing? Um, it's a funnier die <laughs> skit, and apparently it is based off of this uh, letter. A sorority sister? Yeah, like a, the sorority, like a president of one of the sororities in Maryland had sent an email out to all of her chapter about like i guess how crappy they have been this whole year oh we're and, yeah she's just being yeah. like a real bitch oh yeah yeah I, I'm, I'm aware of the letter yeah, yeah. He, michael and so shannon does a dramatic re- yeah he does a dramatic reading of it holy christ I so it's, funny. oh my god it's an it's it's really okay. truly incredible and uh it makes me appreciate michael shannon more i mm-hmm. wish i wish this had been more zod i wish <laughs> I wish this would have been more of the Zod we got in, in Man of Steel uh, than what we did get. I wish it would have been more of this Michael Shannon. Um, but yeah, and, and at the same time, it also completely reaffirms my distaste for all things uh, sorority and other shit, you know, related to that degree. Um, it, to me, to me, a lot of the comical stuff comes from not just the words that he's reading, but the whole idea behind all of it and that somebody is so upset over it uh, is to me way funnier than even the words, but his, uh, his dramatic reading is ridiculously great. Yeah. He just, he needed, I think for like man of steel, they just need to give him more emotion into it because mm-hmm. he reads it and he just scares the shit out of me. Like the whole time he's speaking, I'm like, Oh my God, this guy's, he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys ever see the movie The Iceman where he played the uh, like the, yes. Iceman, the, the killer? Oh my no, god, I haven't seen that. No. Jesus. Yeah, miss... He is he is fear inducing. I'm missing man. out on some Michael. Yeah, he's kind of, he's got kind of like a calm rage. I want to say where it's like it's not like explosive, but it, he's like terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if I don't know, I feel like we could have got Zod didn't terrify me all that much in Man of Steel. He, but... He'd be a good Bond villain. Yeah, that would be excellent. Have a good old American Bond villain. <laughs> yeah, we don't get a lot of those. Uh, let me see here. What else do we got? Um, I think that's it for any of the uh, the real big news, unless there's uh, some other stuff that we're missing. Uh, no, kind of, Aaron, kind of a slow, uh, slow time here. Aaron, do you want to give your two cents real quick before we talk about what's on the website this week? Uh, your two cents on uh, Paul Rudd as uh, <laughs> Ant-Man? Um, I, I don't know. It, it, as far as I'm aware, there's been no confirmation yet over which version of Ant-Man he will be. If it'll be Hank Pym or Scott or Scott Lang, am I correct? Like they still haven't announced that I haven't that seen yet. anything yeah. about that. No, just yeah. that it'll be Ant-Man. Well, I, I, I like it if they're going to go with, you know, the, the rumors about the script where there'd be one older uh, Hank Pym, like, and it would be kind of set like in the seventies kind of deal. And then you flash forward to today a little bit, and then it's Scott Lang, like, you know, the the younger kind of more, not heroic, but just you know, someone who you would more picture uh, <laughs> in the role of uh, of Ant Man. So in in that vein, if Paul Rudd is Hank Pym, it's going to be kind of you know 
old style a little bit where he's the older man and then you know he passes it on to like a younger guy uh, you know after he steals it and all that i mean you know then i'm fine with the casting uh i mean you know there, there's been a lot of casting with the mcu where people are just like holy shit you know that's that's just the dumbest thing i've ever heard but you know these guys they know what they're doing you I mean they so that you know until they fuck it up you know they, they have my uh <laughs> they got my uh my vote indeed um I don't know, i'm pretty i'm looking forward to it pretty much you think they're uh cody and and glenn alluded to this last week will there be any allusion to hank pym the wife beater <laughs> oh no 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 don't think we're gonna get any of that it's not gonna be they're not gonna get real with hank pym uh well i mean it depends i mean in the avengers i mean loki did call uh you know the black widow a mewling quim right, i mean right. anyone who is familiar with british slang at all that is a, a vile vile word <laughs> so you can I mean, totally get away with it here in america where americans are that, just like huh? he could he could call her like vaginal secretions i mean it's just like that is wow that is deep so i mean you know maybe <laughs> hank could you know put hands on a bitch i mean it, it could happen um on the uh on a happier note on the website uh this week since the, last, <laughs> since the last podcast Oh man, no one's gonna get that reference at all whatsoever. It got totally cut out of that episode. Oh, did it really? Oh yeah, yeah. I had to slice oh. that. I had to slice that episode down heavily because we went like way over. And once I put in the ads, it was it was so much. So I cut out the whole first conversation we had, which just which explained the woo. And so it's just so the therefore I had, of me wooing with no context. Oh no no no! <laughs> so therefore I had to take out all the woos as well. I'm like <laughs> it'll be dumb. So I, I spent I spent an hour and a half editing that podcast. <laughs> together uh, quick backstory here people uh the, the woos we're gonna have to cut this out we're, we're kind of oh we have to cut this out too probably i don't know oh, all sure. right well then fuck you i'm just gonna woo people you, you just <laughs> now i'm gonna try to woo a lot just to make the editing that much more difficult he's dr woo <laughs> dr woo nice uh, uh the uh yeah <laughs> new on the website that's where we're at new on the website i could uh, be gal like gala flaren Oh, there you go. Jeez, Thank wow, you. that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, I got, like a figure four? Oh, there you go. I got, my, I got my <laughs> review up for uh, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dan and Dan O'Neill's got two brand new reviews up on the website, a random pick of the week. Panic from 2000. Uh, let me tell you, this this movie has to be so random because I it's a uh, uh, William H. Macy's in it, but I had the hardest time just finding images of this movie uh so we're talking a really i mean it's random pick of the week but this is really random i had a tough time just finding images of this movie to use on the website uh and uh, and to find a trailer was was not also uh all that easy but i want uh, him to review tiptoes for his next retro review there you go there's a request from aaron yeah three geek glasses uh he gave that and also he got his review up for 47 ronin the uh, yeah, the Keanu Reeves. Uh, we've made fun of it plenty on this podcast. Uh, it's not doing too great critically. Uh, Dan gave it two and a half geeky glasses, so he he found some things he did like in it, but by and large, uh, you know, it was not a huge fan of the movie. I what guess. What do you expect? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I mean, it's. It looked awful. <laughs> it could—I I don't know. It could have been—it could have been goofy fun. 
but yeah, apparently, yeah. It, but apparently it wasn't. Uh, a lot of the reviews say it's kind of surprisingly dull. Like they weren't expecting it to be as as dull as it turned out to be. Um, gonna be new on the website. It's not up yet, but it's gonna be uh, either uh, tonight after this is recorded or tomorrow. Definitely before. Uh, we ring in the new year will be the Cinema Geekly Best of 2013 Blog Edition, where we uh, we do in fact list the uh, the the highest rated films on the website, uh, unless of course there were more than one review, and then in which case we average it out. Uh, so yeah, there's gonna definitely probably be some snubs according to Aaron, I am sure, and uh, definitely <laughs> at least one film that I am positive he thinks should not be on this list, but will be. Uh, dude, unless unless somebody manages to grab a copy of Jobs, watch it tonight, and send me a review before the blog gets posted. What do you post on the blog? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's I don't know. It's it's uh, either sometime tonight or sometime uh, on on Tuesday. It'll be before the New Year for sure. So. Okay, well, give me until tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> to to actually write a review. Yes. Okay. Have you I actually? Mean, I, I, I might just take a shit. Like on a picture, like of Kusher as Steve Jobs, and just send that to you. Have you actually watched the movie to, in order to write? Oh Earth? Lord, no. Okay, so that, but I don't I, know if we can validate know, that. I don't know I if think we can, we can validate it just fine. <laughs> uh, let me see here. What else do we? Uh, what else do we? I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to cover. There is uh, not a lot of news box office wise, and definitely no uh, DVD or Blu-ray releases this week. That's all going to have to come back. Uh, next week there was yeah there was definitely not a lot uh, there's no opening movies or anything like that until after the first of the year uh, I don't even know if any of those are going to be wide releases even I'm not sure um, I'll have to take a look I don't I don't think there are there's usually not a lot of great movies that are uh, pooped out by the the movie studios around uh, around New Year's I think there was one god awful one last year I don't remember what it was called but uh, it was pretty Gretel. Bad. That was pretty bad. Oh, that was that was pretty bad. There's actually a review up on the website for it. So, uh, no, there's actually uh, Paranormal Activity: The Marked Ones Four. is hitting theaters uh, January third. Mm. Um, there's a, a Chartol Copley movie coming out though called Open Grave, which uh, I mm. have I have didn't know this was coming out, but that's coming out on January third uh, as well. Jeffrey Rush movie, The Best Offer. It's coming out on the 1st of January. Hmm. Uh, so there you go. A James Franco movie called Interior Leather Bar. That's coming out as well on uh, January 2nd. Uh, let me see here. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you guys. Did you, uh, uh, since the, uh, the holiday season is just about over, did you guys get any uh, geek-related gift items? Any about Batman pajamas. That's that would be it. <laughs> like I don't want to admit it on the <laughs> air, but uh, I got some Batman PJs. Uh, Aaron, you did you get anything of, of of interest or note this year? I mostly gave gave away geeky things. I didn't really get any myself. Uh, I, I got a first edition of uh, the Hobbit. Wow, uh, novel. Yeah, I mean, it, it 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 it's like the the sixteenth printing or something, so it was like from like nineteen, you know, sixty two or something ridiculous like that. But you know, it's right. the original plates from, you know, the first printing back in thirty seven or whatever it was. So still that was pretty cool. Yeah. That that is indeed pretty cool. No, yeah. I yeah, I, I did not, but I mostly I mostly gave out stuff. My ten year old got a bow ties or cool T shirt and an adipose, so hmm. she's pretty happy. 
um, yeah. Uh, imagine imagine her surprise when she got to watch. She got all of that stuff and got to watch the uh, the Doctor Who finale on the same day. So, right. Uh, more of a fanatic than I am, I think, at this point, which is weird because she started way later in the game than I did, and you know, now uh, now my parents are even badgering me. She's I, apparently she'll not talk about anything else when she's with them. So, uh, you sir have created a monster. Uh, in so much as that you've created one with me, and then I spread that like some sort of crazy time lordy disease. So just, just start watching Atlantis now that it's up. Okay, you're just gonna <laughs> keep. We're gonna keep spreading. Just we're gonna, gonna keep, keep slamming spreading. them on you. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got a, I've got a bunch of other BBC stuff up in the queue. There's a. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, and it doesn't look like they're making any more of them. But Nick Frost was in the show called Hyperdrive, which I may feel the need to check out. Love it. Just because it's Nick Frost and it's uh, sci-fi related and looks looks it's like it could be hilarious. Fucking hilarious! Yeah, it, it's a terrific show. Uh, I want to start watching uh, Luther with uh, Idris Elba, and I heard he's uh, pretty damn great in that as well. Another good so. one. If you haven't seen uh, any of the Catherine Tate show, add that to your queue and watch that as well. Okay. It's a you know her her comedy show. We're gonna pretty soon. Pretty soon, we're just gonna move the show to England and uh, just. I'm saying, man, let's get on that shit. Um, let me see here. Pay a bill. Yeah, we can do that. I, I've uh, kind of uh, slipped my mind on that. Actually, I was gonna move right onto the list, and I'm like, ah, let's <laughs> let's let's pay a bill. Glenn Glenn actually partook in our uh, our shopping through Amazon.com. He provided uh, monetarily to the site. He oh, what did Glenn order? He contributes. Um, <laughs> Oh, we can do. Is this something you mind discussing on air, Glenn, or is this? No, that's fine. You prefer? They all got their gifts. They all know what they got. There you go. So, so we're not spoiling anything in advance. Um, here's how you do. We'll see. People are going to think that for some reason. Uh, we know. We the only reason I know who sent anything is because uh, Glenn is like this is this is what we ordered. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I told I told him it was me. Because I and told him, like, yeah, I got some, our fans too. I bought some mm-hmm. weird shit. And he's like, well, what'd you buy? I was like, well, you could just read it off and I'll tell you what's mine. So. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is a, let's see, there is a, there is a Wes Anderson collection, a, a novel. Mike, we got it in uh, Friday, that book that I bought. And it's, I really should have got myself one. It's pretty sweet. It's it's very heavy. I was, it was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Uh, Glenn bought his father a shirt that says, Warning, due to the rising cost of ammunition, I am no longer able to provide a warning shot. Thanks for your understanding. Um, apparently his dad likes the guns. So we got him yeah. one of those, and you got him... Uh, guns. What was the other one? What was the other one? Uh, buy a gun, annoy a liberal. There like, you go. Yeah, you got that one. He very <laughs> much so enjoyed that shirt. Uh, as, as I said last week, my dad is... Looks like Bane from Dark Knight Rises and is basically Jane Cobb from Firefly. That is my dad. Wow. So that's a pretty go. high standard there you said for your yeah, dad. He, he's he's pretty badass. Um I mean a couple of shots of the kidney and he's down, but uh he yeah. That's yeah, that, that old man he's coming for you. He knows your weakness. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, Glenn got a Glenn got a whole bunch of stuff. Um, all that money is gonna get poured back into keeping the website uh, afloat. Uh, but yeah, you can do just as Glenn did. All you have to do is go to cinemageekly.com, go to the right side of the page, 
click on the Amazon button and it takes you to Amazon where you can shop like normal and it costs nothing extra whatsoever uh, to you. You just buy what you want to buy. And as long as you use that Cinema Geekly link on our website, takes you to Amazon, they will send us 8 to 10% of your order back to us to uh, to help support the website and pay for the uh, the hosting and the bandwidth and all of that good stuff. Uh, and all of that information, completely anonymous, by the way. The only way I, I, again, to reiterate, the only way I knew it was Glenn is because Glenn had told me yeah. that he did, and he told me what he had bought. But otherwise... Um, all I get is, uh, I'm literally looking at the screen and, uh, I may post it on the Facebook page just to show people <clears throat> what it is. Cause, uh, all I yeah, get, we're not is, target. So we're good. Oh, yes. All I get is the, uh, all I get is the, the, the category, uh, like apparel or accessories, books or toys or games, et cetera, et cetera. Then I am, uh, provided a link with a description of the item purchased, Who's and a link to it. their Facebook pages and home addresses. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, their <laughs> telephone numbers. Um, but yeah, we get uh, we get all of that stuff uh, uh, minus all of the uh, personal information. All we get is basically what you bought. Yeah, uh, how much bought, it was and how much we get back. So. Somebody bought workout equipment yesterday too through the link. So really, yeah, I all did. Right. You're gonna you're gonna like that one. That was a good one. <laughs> is it? Was it like a little three-pound dumbbell or something? I mean, no, you make no, it funny no. at least. Like three hundred bucks is what I spent. So wow. When you yeah, say yeah. when you say somebody, uh, me, yes, me, I, I did. What what kind of workout equipment, Glenn? Uh, I got in a, I um, I got a couple months ago. I was driving a forklift. and I got my knee crushed between two forklifts. Uh, so I had to stop running due to that, and my knee still isn't a hundred percent yet. And so I bought a recumbent bike. Excellent. So, so there, won't be, there wouldn't be stress on my knee as far as that goes, and it'll help stretch it out more. Uh, and then I bought a row machine. Is this, what, is this inspired by House of Cards? Or? The row machine, <laughs> you know, when I used to go to the gym, that was the one machine I always used because I felt like like it, it just it's a better workout, I think. You get so much done with just that one machine. Right. And uh, and then, yeah, I kept thinking about the House of Cards thing. I was like, yeah, well, it's good enough for Kevin Spacey. It's good enough for me. <laughs> it's good enough for the future Oops. vice president of America. It's Absolute, good absolutely. Although his was kind of old timey looking. It's got like water in it. And yeah, uh, no, mine, mine's not like that. <laughs> this is very old timey. Uh, so, hey, the the main course, the piece. resistance, I guess, if you will, the uh, <laughs> the reason all of you are tuning in is to uh to hear what we thought was uh the best and the worst this year and our uh our our thoughts on such uh i don't know glenn can we agree that aaron is probably the main event of of this main event (laughs) i'm really excited to hear what he has to say (laughs) i can guess that i'm gonna say it's gonna be the hobbit (laughs) thor oh let's not let's not let's not dip into it let's not think think those are going to be his heavies let's not let's not dip into it let's not <laughs> well i'm trying to open up a money line so we can start betting on what it was how we should have done that damn first let's uh first let's crap on some things glenn what's your uh what's your bottom three movies from this uh year? uh hangover three okay any any particular reason on on uh if you feel like adding anything you know what? that's not that. a I, I cannot argue that at all yeah i for me like it's a I didn't really see a lot of bad stuff. Like there's 
I don't, there's really not a lot of movies that I, if I go see it in theaters, I'm like, man, this is going to be shitty. Um, with Hangover 3, it was just one of those things. I've seen the other two. I got to see this one. Yeah. So I saw it. And uh, it's really not that funny. It's really just kind of disturbing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which is, of uh, course, what everyone was expecting from this, uh, from the two previous comedy films. Yeah. Uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Number two. Wow, which, really? Okay. Uh, which, it was weird. Like, I watched this movie and I finished it. And it wasn't like there was anything <laughs> I hated about it. And there wasn't anything I loved about it. Like, it right. was, that movie was really mediocre. And I love the fact so, that you have to make the statement that you finished it because I mean, <laughs> like, it'd be surprising. <laughs> and uh, Man of Steel is the other one. Wow, that's I, your now. Is that was was that in decreasing order or increase? Was Man of Steel the worst movie you saw this year? Oh no, no, I would probably say Hangover Three is probably the worst movie I've seen. Well, I mean, okay. I was going to put Sharknado, but I was like, well, it's TV movie, so I won't yeah. put it. There. So if it's an honorable mention, it would be Sharknado. But, yeah, because I wanted to put An Adventure in Time and Space in my list, but I'm like, eh, it's, it's a TV movie, so I don't know if I want to include oh, it with that. the other movies. I think that would count. But it was excellent, uh, so that definitely would get an honorable mention from me. Uh, I didn't have any, I don't think I had any honorable mentions for worst, but number three on my list was Fast Six. Uh, I mean, I get why people like it. I didn't hate it with a uh, vengeance or anything like that. Uh, but you know, it just it just didn't do anything for me. Uh, and like Glenn, uh, very much like Glenn, I I try to avoid movies I think are going to be really really bad. So usually I either watch it uh, thinking there could be something good in it, or in the in the case of Fast Six, I'm like. Well, I, don't, I remember watching the first Fast and Furious movie and not being completely, you know, I wasn't over the moon about it, but I'm like, oh, that was okay. And I thought, you know, what the hell? I mean, sure, it's the sixth installment, <laughs> but, you know, maybe I'll dig it. And, uh, no. Uh, number two was The Purge, which uh, I I really liked at the beginning. And it sort of just the bottom fell out of that movie uh, near the end. And I thought the premise was, was really cool as well, but... Uh, yeah, that didn't perform for me uh, at all, especially uh, in the last half of the movie. Uh, number one, which is probably going to be on a whole bunch of people's worst of list this year, was uh, After Earth. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I knew, I knew it was going to be bad, but I was like, you know, I don't know. M. Night Shyamalan kind of felt like a director for hire, so maybe all of his touches really aren't in this. And I'm like, I really like Will Smith, and he, you know, he's not that bad, and. Holy shit, did I regret... I mean, you know, if any movie deserves a, you know, well, I finished it, it's After Earth. Not the, not Oz the Great and Powerful. That is a triumph in and of itself that I finished watching that movie because uh, it was it was tough. Uh, but kudos to After Earth for becoming the first movie that made me actually dislike Will Smith in a movie. Uh, I didn't think that was possible. I always think he's charming and, and fun to watch and... Uh, I couldn't stand him after this movie. I, I hated Will Smith. So kudos after Earth, you ruined Will Smith for me. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, what, 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 what have you got for us on the on the bottom end? <laughs> okay. Um, Do you like Jobs? Number yeah. Three, number okay. Two number I actually had this as a separate list for movies I would not see because I guarantee I would fucking hate myself. And that's actually written on my note. Uh, that's, <laughs> that movie is Jobs. 
but now, due to the the questionable ratings <laughs> from some of our of our com- of our comrades, I'm gonna have to watch this festering turd and then rate it the inevitable zero geeky glasses. Oh, I don't even I don't even think we have a zero geeky glasses. Hence we, my we, need to poop on a picture of Kutcher as Jobs, and we'll just use that. We do have as the zero geeky glasses we, symbol. We, we do have half a geeky glasses rating. If there's at least 0. one 5. bare boob, I will give it a half a glasses. Other than that, it's getting zero. I'm telling you. <laughs> Maybe some side boob. Nothing. Side boob might garner. It depends on if it's a really good side boob. I mean, it better be blatantly there. For like a long time. Maybe you can get some Steve Wozniak side. It should boob. be an uncomfortable amount of side boob, <laughs> uh, like screen presence. Um, so that's the category I would not see. Uh, in for movies I saw that I kind of thought would be, you know, I, you know, because like you guys, I don't want to see bad movies and just talk shit about bad movies. That's why generally anything I'm, you know, we're paying for for all these movies. Uh, you know, we're not going to see anything that's going to suck. But I will say, Ghost Shark and Hangover Three were tied. Uh, and this is going from uh, not so bad to just fucking terrible. Um, nice. So those two were tied, uh, and then it was GI Joe Retaliation, oh, uh, okay. which was just uh, it. It made my penis cry a little bit, and not in like a really happy way. There was an honest to god tear, and Aww. it 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 just <laughs> like the the really sad like blubbery. You know, I it's need got a the, it's got kinda, the quivering lower the quivering, lip. yeah. You're welcome for that image, world. <laughs> and uh, and the worst fucking movie I saw was The Lone Ranger. You oh. saw that movie? Of course, man. Oh, man. I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I had, you know, I actually enjoyed, you know, Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I figured it'd be a popcorn movie. It'd be something fun <laughs> to watch. But Johnny Depp was so goddamn offensive in that movie. It was on. And then you throw in, uh, you know, it, the dude, like, you know, this day and age is Casper Van Dien, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, Army Armin Hammer. Hammer. Yeah. What, what is, what's his name? Army, Army Hammer. Hammer. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> New Casper Van Dien is what I'm calling him from this point on. It wow. was just, oh, Christ, it was bad. Like, it would have been something if they would have cast it so terribly, like, you would know there it was making fun of itself, then you can enjoy it a little bit. But that's what it was missing. Like, if it was Casper Van Dien and... Uh, Christ, I don't know. Give me anyone as Tonto that would be somewhat like, let's go with The Rock. I mean, you know what I mean? Just fucking make it a big shitstorm from the get-go. I was going to say, uh, can we do a Starship Troopers reunion and just make him it. Neil Patrick Harris, perhaps, as Tonto? Oh, God. I don't... Ugh. Maybe one of those big bugs from Starship Troopers could have been I mean, Tonto. we could do Denise Richards. I doubt she's very busy right now. But yeah, no, <laughs> Lone Ranger was just fucking terrible. I mean, just... Oh, Christ, it was bad. Um, so I get the uh, I get the feeling here that uh, Aaron's top five and Glenn's top five are going to be about vastly as, different, as opposite of ends as you can get. Probably. And I'm going to oh, be. Oh, we're doing a top five. I thought we were doing three. Okay. I don't know. Do you have Do you have like another five, another two? Oh, that you can yeah, yeah. In? There's okay. There's another two I could throw in there. Okay. So what do you got for your uh, starting at the bottom? Your uh, your best movies from from this past year. Uh, number five, then I would say is Rush. Okay. I, I really enjoyed it. It was it was fun. It was it's a Ron Howard movie. If you ever seen some of Ron Howard stuff, it's I have. they're generally really lighthearted. They're kind of fun. Um, but this one, I the guy who plays Nicky Lada, uh, Daniel Brühl, is really good. And you just the hatred he has for Chris Hemsworth 
in that as James Hunt in that movie is it's really well done and just going back and forth on who you are who are rooting for in the movie is just really effective. Right. Um, at number four, I would say Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. I didn't. I wouldn't say necessarily like I really loved the movie, but Matthew McConaughey as a character like transforming throughout the whole movie is fantastic. Uh, what he does with Juan Woodruff and this and just the journey he goes on after getting AIDS and, you know, basically be being a bigot his whole life and hating homosexuals and anything else to becoming best friends with the transvestite and, you know, slowly but surely defending them and, you know, understanding that they are people too. And he has a lot more in common with them than he would ever would have thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three uh, is great Gatsby. I know that was, uh, I think it had like, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, so pretty divisive. Yep. I really liked it. I think whenever people say the movie is soulless, they're kind of missing the point because the whole point about Gatsby is it's supposed to be empty. It's all a big show. There's, right, right. there's not really, uh, that's all it is. It's just a front. And I think a lot of people just kind of mistook what Boz Lerman does as far as putting on this spectacle and this show and music and stuff and real realizing that, oh, that's kind of the point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Leonardo DiCaprio is really good in it. Uh, second is 12 Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. I loved it. Um, the reason why it's not number one is there is a little bit too much white guilt for me. <laughs> oh, uh, no. We, I know we've kind of mentioned it, and anytime like we read off, we will say Medea's Wedding and Hallelujah. Uh, Best Man Holiday. It's, it's not racism. It's because when I walked into the movie theater to see 12 Years a Slave, mm-hmm. I went in... Um, and I'm I'm a white male, and one of my friends is a white male, and my other friend is he's Hispanic, and we walk in, and we're the only white people in there, and it wasn't even like I didn't even really think about it, but the only spots that were open were dead center in that movie theater, yeah. And you understand I'm in Texas, which is still part of the South, so there's you know still underlying issues whenever they're brought up um, in pop culture or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we go in, the movie ends, and uh, honest to God, I got I got a lot of stare downs um, as we were leaving. Wow! And, <laughs> and my friend, uh, my friend Adam, who is Hispanic, looked over at me and he goes, "I'm not even white," and I could feel the white guilt in that movie. <laughs> uh, so that just sums it up. But no, b- by far it's it's probably the best overall movie I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but number one for me right now, and I haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street yet, is American Hustle. I absolutely love that movie. Um, I, I love David O. Russell's really fast uh, dialogue that he has, his character interactions, and there's just really tense moments between the characters where you don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and you're expecting somebody to die in almost every scene, and it just doesn't happen. So, um, And you know what? Before we get... Before you start heading to your computers to type angry, some sort of angry email about uh, about Glenn's list, I really don't want people to get like confused and think that the title of the website suggests that the only thing we cover is in fact things that are, I guess, part of geek culture per se. Uh, as you'll notice, I don't think there was a single geek culture type film on Glenn's list at all. <laughs> I mean, I would have put Thor: The Dark World is definitely an honorable mention. I really enjoyed that movie, but. I'm pretentious when it comes to Oscar season, so. Uh, but no, I mean it's to me. To me, the to me the name is really more about being 
nerdy about movies and that can be any kind of movie as far as yeah. uh i'm concerned so whatever whatever floats your boat and uh I, all i can say is that i'm uh all i can say is that i'm happy i haven't seen 12 years of slave yet i mean in so much as that i feel kind of bad that i haven't seen it yet because i i really do want to watch it uh but uh <laughs> i'm glad i didn't because otherwise it would have ended up uh on number one on my list and i just i can't have that uh, in, in a year like we had uh, this year, because uh, that movie hits like all in my wheelhouse. Uh, that's I that's my my favorite part of history, and I watch any virtually any movie that's made about that era uh, in time in uh, in American history, and that cast just looks ridiculously great. Uh, I presume everyone in it was fantastic, Glenn. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess this is gonna sound like a bad thing. But when Benedict Cumberbatch is probably like the and Brad Pitt are like the lower end of talent in that movie, that's yeah. saying something. Because yeah. I mean, Michael Fassbender is just he's just the powerhouse, and Ichi Juafor is uh, very very good as far as just setting the moral compass for the movie. Does Does Cumberbatch play uh, an English person, or does he do an American accent? He does. Uh, he kind of does an American accent. He he's a plantation owner. He's the first uh, person. Wow. He's the first person that uh, Solomon North of Iwatel Iw- Iw- uh is owned by. He's the first person. I mean, Paul Giamatti's great in it, too. Paul, but Paul Giamatti's in the movie like five minutes, and he's just a bastard in that movie. Because uh, yep. he's the one who – he basically shows them off like their cars. It's terrible. That it sounds... was probably like – Oh, go ahead. That was the second hardest scene to watch in that movie. It sounds but, like such a good movie. I, I can't – Yeah. Oh man! Can't it wait to feels. I can't wait to check it out. Um, I, I'm I'm in the middle. I've got a couple of movies that aren't technically geek culture type films, but the rest all geek culture films. Uh, the bottom of the list for me was because uh, I'm a baseball nut. Forty two, uh, the Jackie <laughs> Robinson biopic. Did you that see? That was it? a great I, movie. I liked it, Glenn. Glenn. Oh yeah, no, it was like, good. It was good. Oh, I yeah. just I figured it whenever I was looking up like movies I had seen this year. I was like, oh yeah, forty two is gonna be on Anthony's. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love, <laughs> I loved, I loved 42. Um, I, I, and I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be decent. Like for some reason, when I, when I heard they were doing it and, uh, even though, uh, uh, Harrison Ford looked kind of shockingly like, uh, like Branch Rickey to me, uh, outside all that, I, I should mention, by the way, it, it rarely ever gets mentioned because this movie rarely gets mentioned but uh john c mcginley did red barber and holy shit did he do an awesome red barber impression so <laughs> i just want to throw that out there it was incredible it was amazing uh but yeah i it turned out really well um i don't remember what the general consensus is uh critically uh speaking so uh, i don't remember what it's doing right now on the tomato meter or whatever um oh there it is it's 79 percent. so it got good reviews uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. So that was my number five. Not uh, to my Alan Tudyk is Ben Chapman too. That was just oh yeah, Alan Tudyk was shit. awesome. Yeah, he was great. Uh, number four in my list. Let's get into geek culture. I just saw it. The Hobbit: Desolation of Smog was number four for me. Uh, I loved it. Uh, I, I thought it was kind of on par to uh, uh, in the the first the first Hobbit movie, but this one felt different. In, in the way they made it. this in, in my review I said it it felt more uh, akin to Lord of the Rings to me. Like, it was a little bit more fine tuned. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, um, I mean, and there was a lot more, obviously a lot more adventure and thrill in it and not nearly as much of the, uh, the meme that is constantly made about those movies, which is they're just, you know, three hour long tourism videos for New Zealand or whatever. Uh, and they spent most of the time in that movie, I think, on set pieces. I didn't see a whole lot of. No, uh, not a whole lot of meandering New, around in the woods. New Zealand scenery. So there's not a lot of uh, the Kevin Smiths of the world to complain about when it comes to the amount of walking in the movie. Although there is quite a bit of it still. Well, it's because Kevin Smith doesn't know how to walk, which is why he gets kicked off of airplane. Yeah, we, we love yeah. you, Kevin Smith. Don't, that, don't hold that against us. Take that, fat Kevin Smith. <laughs> um, but no, the uh, no, I mean, and besides, it's a questing movie. It's, if you don't like quest video games and things like that, you're not going to like these movies because those all involve a lot of talking and walking. Uh, I think Kevin Smith prefers all of, prefers all of his talking to be people just standing in frame and and talking without much movement. Uh, and he would admit to that, I'm sure. Uh, number three for me was The World's End, the end of the Cornetto trilogy. I uh, thought that was stupendous. I, I really was re- uh, wrestling with maybe putting This is the End on there, but that didn't really make uh, make my list. But I, I really thought that was hilarious too. But uh, The World's End, I, I don't know. You just can't you just can't beat those uh, those Edgar Wright Cornetto movies uh, for my money. Um, I, don't, I don't know how I would rank them. Or anything like this, but uh, I, I thought this movie was Simon Pegg's best performance in all, you know, in all three of them. But uh, yeah, big, 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 huge fan of that. Uh, number two was Gravity. Uh, I know Glenn, you haven't seen this yet, still, correct? Nope. No, still. I haven't seen it yet. I, I, you will I'll see it see eventually it when it comes right? out. Yeah, if it's it's going to be in the top ten, mm-hmm. probably nominated for best picture, and I have to see it because I have to be my own judge when I realize the Academy makes the wrong choice. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was great. I loved it. I mean, it probably would, it'd probably be lower on the list if I've seen 12 years a slave. Um, but I haven't. So it made uh number two for me. And, uh, obviously this is really not a spoiler for anybody, but, uh, I've, I've been waiting for them to make a truly fantastic Star Trek movie since 1996. Uh, I do not necessarily count. I do like the 2009 movie a lot. But that that has all the pitfalls of, you know, your origin story movie where you've got to explain this is where this comes from and that's where that comes from and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, this was uh, the the first time I felt like they've they melded the uh, the the core of what uh, Star Trek is, at least as a philosophy combined with J.J. Uh, Abrams movie making techniques. And I thought it was perfect so star trek into darkness was going to be my number one uh basically that was going to be my number one at once once the credits started rolling i'm like <laughs> i don't know what else is going to come out this year uh but like i said though i'm happy i haven't seen 12 years of slave yet because i have a feeling that would have been number one for me uh had i seen it but uh unfortunately i'm gonna get to see it just you know too late i'm probably not gonna get to check it out until it shows up on on netflix or mm-hmm. uh the or some other form uh aaron <laughs> The main event, sir. The spotlight <laughs> falls upon you. Uh, starting with your, uh, do you, do you, do you have a top five for for your bests? Oh shit, yeah, I do. <laughs> you're like I, you're like I actually have twenty three. <laughs> I had to cut mentions. them down. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, there are a couple movies I still have yet to see. Like I want to see American Hustle out of the furnace for the end of the year. Um, but I mean, you know, who knows if that'll happen or not? Uh, Russian Gravity are definitely on my list to see. The two honorable mentions I have are uh, Pacific Rim, okay, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jackass's Bad Grandpa. 
I can't believe that's making your list. Well, but you did say it was pretty good, though. It was. It, it was. It was honestly good. I mean, you know, it's it's a jackass movie, you know, which is the most <laughs> obvious want? part of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, right. there's all sorts of pranks. I mean, people getting fooled into shit. You know, Giant Knoxville hurting himself. But the actual story itself, you know, as I said previously when we talked about it, it in between Giant Knoxville and the kid playing his grandson, there were some actual, you know, heartfelt moments in there. Like you know, they really tried to make it an actual movie. Uh, I was so, very you know, surprised. For, yeah. yeah, for that aspect alone, I thought it was great. And then you throw in all the jackass stuff on top of it. I mean, it's you know a great movie, just honestly good popcorn movie. But moving into the uh, <laughs> to the top five, we're gonna go from five up to one. Uh, number five, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. How dare you, sir? I know. I'm sorry. Uh, you <laughs> know the, 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 the Cumberbatch. <laughs> At was least just... you listed it. That's true. <laughs> Glenn's actually been fired. He didn't know it. Yeah, I know. How uh, dare you? No, the, the the Cumberbatch. I mean, Jesus, that guy. He's mm. a he's a monsoon of talent. I mean, this he, just incredible. Yeah. Uh, anything the guys in, you know, count me in for. Like, I, I'm not particularly excited about watching Twelve Years a Slave, uh, much like you guys. Uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna see it, and then just feel really bad uh, for about a day and a half after it's over. Right. Um, so until then, we'll keep rolling along. Number four, I have Man of Steel, uh, which I thought was just great. Uh, Cable as <laughs> Superman, you know, uh, shut up, Glenn. <laughs> I no, thought no, he was great. I liked your pause. Like, you were waiting for me to say something. Yeah, he was, was basically waiting for Glenn to, to, to hop in with, you're wrong. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, none of these movies are going to win any Oscars or anything like that, which is a shame. Uh, but, I mean, you know, the, they're movies I loved. I thought Man of Steel was great. You know, it, uh, it wasn't so much a retelling of Superman. It was just, you know, much like all these other reboots, they updated it. I mean, you know, it really... It got into the heart uh, of the source material with, you know, changing it enough to where it's still exciting for longtime comic book fans. Right. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, number three, The Hobbit: Desolation of Smog. Uh, absolutely tremendous movie. You know, anything Peter Jackson does visually is just gonna knock you right on your tits. Uh, you know, the acting itself was fantastic. I mean, you know, again, the Cumberbatch, uh, Martin Freeman, mm-hmm. just. Uh, God damn, Ian McKellen. Yeah, it was just, you know, Sylvester McCoy. I could go on and on and on about it. Uh, it was phenomenal. I wasn't really so much excited to see Orlando Bloom uh, dust off the bleach blonde locks again, but I mean. I thought he was harmless, yeah. I mean, he yeah, was. He, 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 he was pretty well contained, but I just. Boy, both times with that guy. He looks like he just kind of got smacked in the face with a broom and he just looks really annoyed all the time. <laughs> uh, I don't but know. he, but I he does. Can't get behind that. He does get some cool action scenes, though. The only, the he only... does. The only thing I thought was superfluous in that movie at all, I think, was uh, Evangeline Lilly's character. I, I just well, I know why they I know I know why they put it in there, but in general, she's she's that way. If we remember Lost, yeah, she's kind of a bitch in it too, and she doesn't need to be in the show. I so. li- I mean, I, I the weird thing is I like her. <laughs> the I, I think her characters are likable enough, but it just felt like you could have totally just took. Uh, her character out of that movie, and it wouldn't have changed anything in the movie at all. Maybe it'll make her be the one that kills the dragon in the. But well, right, the third one, well, so. maybe, uh, or or her <laughs> or she dies because obviously she's not in the Lord of the Rings movie, so perhaps something happens with her. Like I like I said, I don't want to write her she's off. She's gonna go off and, and marry the dwarf, you know. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. And then, and then he dies, and then uh, Middle Earth becomes more civilized. And she goes on the run because she, you know, kills, you know, one of her friends on accident. And so oh Marshall traps her in Australia because she's already in New Zealand, as we know from the Hobbit movies. <laughs> so it's just a hop and a skip away to Australia. And then she's, you know, on oceanic flight. 
Oh my god. I'm just saying. There's <laughs> a couple connected. of there's like a thousand years in between all of this, that's but so beautiful. Yeah, but elves live forever. Oh yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's the point. She's has, she hasn't aged. And a little know. known fact, the only way to kill an elf uh is with a plane crash. There you go. Well, and even then it, and even then it didn't work, so it's not yeah. a guarantee. So Well, I mean, you, you know, spoiler alert, it, it fucking worked. <laughs> <laughs> What a shit bag. Oh my god, that was just uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> number two. Uh, <laughs> number two, I have Thor the Dark World. Excellent movie. I, I cannot begin to say enough about this film. It just as, as being a part of the MCU and advancing the whole general story as far as, you know, the, the Infinity Stones or whatever the hell they're calling them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, leading into Thanos, the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, I, I thought it covered all those bases well, but as a standalone movie, I I, I believe it's their best effort yet uh, as as far as what they did. I mean, the relationships they're really starting to flesh out is you know with Thor and Loki starting to be more like the comic books where you know sometimes they're kind of on the same side, but they still hate each other and they're still you know Loki's still trying to take over Asgard. Uh, I thought it was great, you know. Uh, I mean, Natalie Portman, you know, ah, eh, what are you gonna do? Then Cat Dennings and whatever the hell that guy was. You know, those two in there is, you know, they they weren't bad enough to kill the whole movie for me, so right. that's why it ends up number two. And my vote for uh, the best movie of the year goes to The World's End. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a great Phenomenal. Choice. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the casting was great. Uh, the humor and the action were very well spaced and all that. And like you said, I mean, Simon Peck's performance in this was just, it was right. great. You know, it, it, not since... Uh, what is it? Uh, a fantastic fear of everything. Like, has he really been mm-hmm. able to showcase like kind of like what he can do in a movie that's maybe not meant to be a drama? Right. Uh, just hands down, just you know, impressed. You know, loved it. Thought it was fantastic. So you know there what's, you go, guys. You know what's great, uh, Glenn. By the way, are you as are, are you disappointed a little bit that the list was not crazier? <laughs> um, no. It was, it was those a pretty... are what I expected. I really thought the Conjuring was going to be in there. Um, I'm surprised that wasn't in there. No, it was good, man, but not not like top five. No, the, no, no. The, the crazy thing is, I remember earlier this year, Aaron was just beaming about Iron Man three. Didn't even make the top five. So yeah, it. Yeah, I think it came out a little too early, man. I mean, there was a lot of heavy, a lot of heavy hitters coming yeah. along strong uh, after Iron Man three came out. So. And I really, and I really liked what they did with that movie as well. So. I did too. Yeah, you know, you know. Yeah. Granted, everybody bitched about you know we're all complaining about the same things, but I mean, no, it was it was good. I just thought that these five were uh, just a little better. Uh, before anyone asks, uh, we were going to do a best TV show of the year, but we already know that Breaking Bad is the answer to that. Uh, so we just skipped it entirely. What's the second best? Doctor oh. Who. I don't know. I mean, I would. Uh... No, nope, you're wrong. Doctor Who. Oh, no, I, I was going to say I didn't. I didn't hear your answer. I, I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't really get to to watch uh, much Doctor Who this year, as it actually occurred. It was all like. Uh, I was watching past seasons for the majority of this year. Right. Um, so I, 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 I don't know. The orange is the new black. Uh, probably... Oh, you know what? I would probably that's what I would probably go with too. Orange yeah. is the new. I mean, black. I love I love House of Cards, but I'm the same way as you. Like, mm-hmm. I saw that back in February, so and I never rewatched it, and I really enjoy it. But man, Orange is the New Black has just got some really good character dynamics. Oh, I it's mean, they're just it's excellent. Yeah, there's. I love I love things in general that there's a lot more than like there's more in what's not said yeah uh, versus what's said that like Drive which is hands down my favorite movie because there's so many nuances in the movie 
that are special because they weren't spoken. And I think that's what works with Orange and New Black. Like, Crazy Eyes just flirting out Shakespeare. Yes. Like, wh- where <laughs> the fuck did that come from? And then, and then it's just like, oh, she has white parents. Oh, she's she was probably adopted and all this kind of stuff. And really, really interesting things they've done with that show. Yeah, um, and it's from the creator of, of Weeds. And, and obviously there's people who can... Uh, uh, people have in the past as well. Joe McDonald, uh, especially when he was on the podcast, mentioned that uh, you know he thought the, sh- the weeds was declining as it went on. But uh, at its best, I still think this first season of Orange is the New Black is better than anything I saw in Weeds at its best. And Weeds at its best was actually a pretty great show. Uh, but everything I've seen from the first season of Orange is the New Black is, uh, I, I don't know, just was to me was another level better. So yeah, I, I would agree. I was thinking like, oh, I really liked, uh, I really liked how the walking dead played out this year or, um, even sons of anarchy kind of regained its footing for me this year. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I guess it would be orange is the new black. I wasn't even freaking thinking about it cause it's on Netflix and I'm still not equating that to real TV for some yeah. reason, even though they're getting splooshed with awards all over the place. But, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'd go with. Aaron, do you have another favorite? If you had to, if you couldn't count Breaking Bad other than Doctor Who, because <laughs> that's not fair. Wow. The, the, um, the answer is the answer is always going to be Doctor Who after this year for me. So. <laughs> Unless, I mean, are, are we going for comedy? We're we going for drama. Like what? Uh, uh, I mean, what's your I mean, flavor just, here? I mean, just in general, like if Arrow. there's. Oh, Arrow is really good too. Yeah, oh, I really, yeah, I really got into that show as well. It, this is the. This is the year for me where I started watching way more TV than I was actually watching movie-wise. So, uh, yeah, terrible. Uh, yeah. And, and, I, and I think I lay the blame on, like, all of you guys because you're like, oh, there's all these great TV shows out there. Um, also, thanks to you guys, though, I'm really hesitant to start watching Dexter because I'm going to want to watch it. All no, the way don't, through. You're gonna you're gonna hate yourself for a couple of years there. <laughs> yeah, like I would just stop at five. I don't know I'd say I you can. could just stop after one. And just let your mind go for the rest. Like figure it all out afterwards. Yeah, because you know there were a couple of good seasons in there, but for the most part, man, God, it was just up its own asshole for a bulk. Four is really good. I like four. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I like five because I think five is a really good season that follows four. <laughs> I don't know if five is necessarily the best or like one of the top echelon, but it's a really good season to follow four with what happens. Right. So, but, so what you're saying though is that since I'm somebody who can't not follow through all the way you're just no you're over. gonna watch it on and you're gonna really just be sitting there for a, a lot of dvds you're like why the fuck am i watching this oh, or just oh. be like just remember the ending i told you about and be like okay that's how it should end <laughs> yes because that's what i'm trying to do to myself just uh just make out the ending and just keep telling yourself and eventually uh you know you know what glenn the best way to do this is to start carrying out a casual conversation with friends and just be like, hey, remember when uh, <laughs> when Dexter ended? And then just talk casually about the ending you've created for yourself. Eventually, it'll start to become real for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you can spread. Maybe you can rewrite history despite the <laughs> the abundance of video evidence. Oh, the the Hannibal TV show also. Be, oh know, yeah, it, oh, its run yeah. was really early, but that yeah, great show. Holy crap! Ooh, I can't believe that's on network television. I mean, holy <laughs> shit! Some of the yeah. things they do is is good but i'm just like what the fuck how is this 
Right. Yeah. I like that big totem of dead bodies that are nowhere. It's like Jesus. I was looking at the clocks. Like, what fucking time is it that, that this is on right now? <laughs> oh, and then like the guy with the cello. Like, I can't yeah. believe they showed that. Yeah, really oh, over the line stuff. But goddamn, is it good? My imagination's yeah. working overdrive here, guys. That was a uh, so. You that was like to. my that, biggest that'll, problem. That'll be one, you, you know, after like 13, you'll just be like, wow, that was a great show. Just in time for it to start again. I, I felt uh, that way with uh, American Horror Story, but I haven't seen any of the new season. I've only watched the the previous two seasons. And I am surprised that that show is on television as well. Um, I think that one might fall under like the, the safe harbor or whatever, given what time it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's on pretty it late, but uh, it's on yeah. after Sons of Anarchy. And Sons of Anarchy is pretty violent, so... Uh, well, I guess that'll wrap it up for the year. Oh, one, one thing. Oh, Glenn's got a thing. Because you, you're going to watch Hannibal, and you're going right. to see him. you be like, man, that guy's really good as Hannibal. And remember, he could have been Malekith in Thor the Dark World. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Dude, they, uh, did he turn it down, or was it just a casting room? I can't remember what happened. He was, he, was, he was casted as it, but he couldn't because he was filming Hannibal. He wouldn't be able huh. to do it. I was like... Every time I, I've, I've watched Hannibal a couple of th- or I've watched like one episode a couple of times, and I just think back, man, that guy, that guy could have been really something special in Thor. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that Christopher Eccleston was bad. No, it was, was just good, yeah. that God guy is good. scary as shit. Like as frightening yeah. as Michael Shannon is, like this guy is just in your face scary. He looks like someone who would eat you. Yeah, <laughs> like, does, literally, he's perfect for Hannibal because you could see him just mowing down on somebody. <laughs> Zombie cornrows guy. I remember him from uh, earlier this year. The Florida guy who went crazy and ate a guy. Was that this oh, year? Oh, yeah. Oh, the bath salts thing? Yeah, bath salts. I, I just called him Zombie Cornrows when I saw his picture. Uh, everybody up for, uh, for zombie sex, sex chat, chat of since course. he's all zombied out. <laughs> I opened that door up quite nicely. Yeah, you're uh, <laughs> By quite nicely, you mean ham-fisted, but yeah. quite nicely indeed. Uh, all right, well, that will, I think, wrap up the podcast for... For 2013, it's a good. It was a good 2013 for Cinema Geekly. Aaron, would you not agree? I would agree. It was definitely our busiest year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we <laughs> added. Uh, we added three. We didn't new... take off eight months. Uh, no, <laughs> of the year. Uh, and we added three new contributors. We got some. We've got some advertising sponsors. We're driving up the traffic. We're getting more podcast downloads. Yeah, I've got uh, like five Twitter followers. You assholes. <laughs> that's a. Uh, it's a start. It's a yeah, start. It's a big year. You just, he just, Aaron's brand new to the Twitter, <laughs> Aaron's brand new to the Twitter. It takes, it takes some time. I, I've been on Twitter for, uh, for years and years and I've, I've, I think I've barely cracked a hundred and I'm not sure how many of those people, uh, actually, uh, Exist. oh yeah, like actually, well, I mean, even that or actually follow me, you know what I mean? Like well, I've been on it for, uh, for weeks now and you know, the, the 12 or 13, I got running strong you know, are on a very healthy diet of delicious hilarity. Uh, but the rest of you fuckers just, oh. You're missing out because if you're not following Aaron DeLosa on Twitter at Prophet of Geek, uh, you are, in fact, missing out heavily. Uh, so there you go. I, uh, do we, we never do plug the Twitter accounts of the people on the show ever. Uh, <laughs> so maybe maybe that's why. Uh, maybe nobody's listening, like uh, paying attention to the Facebook page. Uh, but we don't mention it ever on the podcast all that often. So there you go. That that's it's where not you can find it. These dickheads aren't gonna. That's right. Well, <laughs> if you continue to make fun of them, sir. 
Yeah, but see, maybe I, I'm hoping like it, you know, it, they'll follow happen. you out of spite. They'll follow me out of spite. They'll want to troll me. Like everything I tweet, be like, whatever. You're not funny. You, you got weird looking toes. You tub, you tubby son of a bitch. I mean, just nice, nice hair. Of really, ins- yeah, you nice hair asshole. You know, <laughs> growing a beard because you don't have a trial line. You fat fuck. I mean, just something like you know, if they're trolling me, they're still following. I feel That's like we're, I feel like we plug so much stuff at the end of the show for the website and social media accounts uh, for for the actual website that uh, I don't know if it's too much to also throw out Twitter handles and for the individual uh, people on the show. So I don't know. Do you think it's too much or is uh Oh, hell no. Throw it out. We can add it in there it's as well. something else for them to ignore. All right. Uh, yeah, why not? Uh, you, can, you can follow Aaron on the Twitter machine at Prophet of Geek. You can follow Glenn at GlennGlenn91. And uh, you can follow me at Anthony S. Lewis on the, uh, on the Twitters. Uh, of course, you can check out everything we discussed today via our central hub, the .com, cinemageekly.com, and then you can uh, also expand out further into the social media realms of Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and Tumblr, all at uh, Cinema Geekly. Uh, by the way, I want to I want to make a special, uh, just a quick little thank you to uh, uh, all the cool people on Tumblr, because just out of the blue, we, we're getting like reblogged and uh, posts are getting liked on there and stuff too. I just started doing it as like one extra outlet and didn't think anybody would actually start doing anything with our Tumblr account. But uh, yeah, I'm finding that we're getting uh, reviews liked and reblogged and stuff like that by other people on Tumblr. So that is cool. Thank you very much because uh, I can keep that social media account a going. Uh, we have gotten a, a bunch more likes on Facebook lately too, so maybe that's all. There you go. Coinciding. Yeah. The uh, on top of that, uh, for uh, your your concerns, your love letters, or your hate mail, or if you want to contribute to the Cinema Geekly uh, mailbag uh, to get your uh, future questions or topics or anything else you want discussed or aired on the podcast, we will do it. Especially if you're going to troll us, Aaron's waiting for some some fresh troll meat to come. Coming through the uh, the internet tubes. And I'm waiting for Buffy questions. <laughs> and Glenn, as always, <laughs> awaits his Buffy questions. Uh, and you can send all of that to info at cinemageekly.com. That's the email address. And as far as uh, listening to the podcast goes, you can do it the traditional way through the website. But uh, if that's not your style, iTunes, you can totally do it that way and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for Cinema Geekly and you can rate and review the podcast. Uh, not only can you, but you should. And I think uh, I think you really should. Uh, Aaron was on the verge of boycotting this podcast until we got 100. Oh fuck, that's right. I was supposed to boycott. Damn it. <laughs> but now he that was... I remember, that that's it. He's it. That's this. <laughs> Enjoy the weekend, folks. Enjoy it for uh, a while, assholes. And uh, if you're not a fan of Jobs like Aaron, uh, <laughs> and you're not a fan of his products either, you can also grab uh, the Cinema Geekly podcast on the TuneIn Radio app or the Stitcher Radio app. And uh, you can download the podcast uh, from there and listen to us on there. And uh, TuneIn does not have this option, but you can rate and review the podcast on Stitcher uh, as well. So those are your avenues to uh, to listen to uh, Aaron berate you for not following him on Twitter on a weekly basis. Um, I'm trying to. Is there anything else we should send off with? You know what? Uh, uh, have a happy and responsible New Year, I guess. Although Plus if you're listening, bonus scene after the show, people, where you can hear the dumb shit we talk about before we actually get on the air. Oh yeah, if you're complaining about us not talking about sports enough, uh, yeah. you can he- hear Glenn and, and Aaron discuss football. And uh, I can't remember what else was discussed, but uh, 
I'm sure it'll. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say I'm sure it'll be entertaining. It's that's not a guarantee to be entertaining. Oh no, it's uh, a guarantee. But yeah, I would say safe and responsible New Year uh, to to all of our uh, all of those listening. But chances are, if you're listening to this podcast in the first place, you may not be that responsible to begin with. Uh, so th- maybe this er- uh, serves as a double urge of uh, of responsible uh, New Year's celebrations. Are you guys doing anything for New Year's? No, no. Nothing. You have, no, well, I, have, I have some people coming over, but... There you it. go, yeah. I mean, uh, New Year's for me is... Uh, I I, will, I may be going to bed before New Year's even occurs, so... Uh, <laughs> well, not, not my... Uh, not my thing. Just uh, just another day on the calendar, but uh, it definitely does uh, help uh, keep track of the goings-on, at least on this website anyway. I think what I'll do is I'll watch Jobs in the morning when I get up tomorrow, and then I will end the year with uh, The World's End. <laughs> that way I get my favorite movie to ring in 2014, but I started off with one that will make me want to get my morning poop out. There so, you go. There you go. Start uh, end of the year on a, on a good note. And if your intuitions are correct at all, this could be – watching that movie could lead you to drink heavily, which could get you prepared – Nicely for New Year's celebration. Yeah. Uh, In which case, I'll probably be out uh, by eight o'clock. Yeah, there you go. So hopefully, <laughs> just hopefully, slurring, you know, inaudible nonsense about Ashton Kutcher, and yeah, it's not going to be good. Hopefully, you don't pass out before you can send the review over. Well, uh, you'll know if there, if it just looks like a, a zombie sex chat, like you know, uh, post. If it's just like a bunch of R's and T's just slurred, <laughs> you can assume that my face just smashed on the keyboard, and as I'm sleeping and trying to readjust. I'm just typing like, using and, my face. And zero geeky glasses. And it's just yeah. uh, those squares. I don't even know how people can type those. The wing uh, dings or whatever there. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> there you go. Uh, I think that wraps it up nicely for another great year on uh, cinemageekly.com. And for uh, Aaron DeLos and Glenn Bovea, I'm Anthony Lewis. And we'll see you next year and week on the Cinema Geekly podcast. This episode of the Cinema Geekly Podcast is brought to you by HostGator.com. If you're interested in looking for your own personal website, business website, starting your own blog, HostGator is the place to go, with web hosting plans starting as low as $7.16 a month. HostGator offers tons of disk space and bandwidth, 24-7 support, all based in the United States, instant backups of your website, 99.9% uptime guarantee, easy to use, easy to set up. Get a domain name with HostGator.com and start your website today. And use the coupon code CINEMAGEEKLY for 25% off of your first order.